All right, so today on uh, Astro Zero Twitter Spaces, we have very special guest Vincent. He Thank is a developer of a global motorsport fantasy and esport league called Antifame. Uh, welcome to our spaces, and uh, congratulations on a project that's relatively unheard of right now in the NFT space. So uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, about your project, and what you have in store for us in the next couple of days? Absolutely. So, uh, well, so happy to be here, and it's, it's it's really the first time that I I talk to uh, to this audience. So, uh, yeah, we, we've been very silent, very stealthy um, since we've launched the website about a couple of weeks ago. So, who am I? I'm Vincent. I'm French. Um, I used to live and work in London. I was responsible for Top Gear, for the BBC Top Gear, the BB, the UK version of the of, of Top Gear. My job was not to manage the show, but my job was to uh, monetize the show and to do this with websites, social media, games, so Forza, video game partnership, um, licensing deals with magazine and so on. Um, and that took me about, uh, I mean, I spent, I spent about five years at, at, at Top Gear. I was actually part of the <laughs> team that managed the transition from Jeremy Clarkson to Chris Harris. So it was a pretty uh, stressful moment. Um, also part of the launch of Top Gear America. And uh, in, during that time, you know, I, I knew basically nothing about car at that point. Uh, and I, I, I was asked by the, the CEO to uh, to act originally as a head of, as a um, uh, deputy, because the, the guy responsible for, the, for Top Gear left overnight. And uh, and I was in a position to uh, to do this. So I, I had no knowledge of, of the car industry. But being in that world, you know, in, in a couple of months, I kind of knew everything that I had to know in terms of manufacturer, in terms of team, in terms of, in terms of, uh, you know, influencers and so on. And one of the person that uh, I met during that time was a guy that I was really impressed with, uh, a guy called Julien Abelli. So why I, I, I became impressed with, about Julien is because he was at that time about 24, 23. And, um, he, he managed to build on his own a Formula One, uh, hydraulic simulators with about three or four G's of forces. Uh, on six motions. Um, and the thing was so real. I mean, at the level of what you would expect to find at, at the Red Bull, for instance, or at the Mercedes, it was so real, uh, the experience, um, that I got the whole Top Gear team to come and do an interview. And he did it on its own. I mean, he, he built the chipset, he built the, the software, he, uh, he assembled all of the components to make it happen. And he managed to, to create something from nothing, which was at the level of what you would expect to pay, uh, you know, a million dollars, basically. So I got the whole uh, team to France. We did an interview. We did a little bit of a, of a race. And uh, it's so violent, the experience on, on this kind of car. It's just unbelievable. And then the, the, the relationship has built over time, right? So it's been about 10 years that uh, I've known Julien and we've, we've, we've become friends. And he has actually grown his business into a proper talent management uh, center. So he managed... Kids from as young as three years old up to now 18 years old. And he has around him a team of, uh, you know, um, uh, physiotherapists, uh, mental preparation uh, specialists and so on. And he, he helped these kids move from karting up to F1. Uh, at the beginning, unknown people, people that you would, you would have no idea. Um, but today, he has in his roster the world champion for endurance, which is uh, 24 hour Le Mans, you know, you, maybe you've seen the movie. So he has the world champion. Uh, he, he, the guy is also the winner of Le Mans. So he has a double title, which is quite impressive. The guy is like 21, 22. He's called Charles Milesi. He also managed, uh, Théo Pourcher. So Théo Pourcher is at the same level, uh, as Lewis Hamilton at the same age. He's still in F2. He's the youngest winner, uh, at Monaco this year to, uh, to, to become P1, position one at Monaco ever. This, he made history uh, this year, and he will probably be uh, uh, an F1 driver next year. Julien is actually going to Jeddah on Thursday for a live stream and the launch of On The Fame. Uh, Jeddah in uh, Saudi Arabia. That's the first time they do a Grand Prix, and Julien will be here. He will be live streaming everything. So the, uh, how does it look? What's, how, what, what's the paddock like? What's the track like? Uh, hopefully interviewing some F1 driver interviewing some team manager. Uh, we work very closely with uh, some of them. Uh, Sébastien Vasseur, uh, Phil Vasseur from uh, uh, Alfa Romeo and Sébastien Philippe from Art Grand Prix. 
So you, so that's, that, we thought that's the unique opportunity to launch on DFM. First race ever in Jeddah, first Grand Prix, nobody ever drove on that track. So we thought that's, that's the perfect, you know, it's the perfect timing to announce on DFM. And that's what's going to happen on, on Thursday, uh, at 3 p.m. UK time. So that's me. That's how the project came to life. But the question is the why, you know, and, and I want to make that point because it's a very important point. The point is not just about motorsport. The point is this. You have a vision, you have a dream, you want to achieve something. Um, we want to help you achieve this as long as you show some level of performance. As, 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 as long as you show that you are working for it. And um, in that sense, it's almost the reverse of an Instagram or Twitter or Facebook where um, we have a large number of people trying to influence other people by saying things. But they actually don't show, they don't do things. So we want to kind of reverse that philosophy. You do things, we expose what you do. And in the world of motorsports, it's simply, it's simple. We show your points, you show, we, you show your, we show your performance on a weekly basis. And, um, and because you show your performance and how, how hard you work for it, then we invest in you. And that's, that's the principle behind, uh, on DFM. It's a fantasy league. It's, uh, it's, um, classical uh, fantasy league where you create your team, you scoot your drivers, and you have to select drivers in five categories, not just F1, because otherwise it's too easy, because otherwise everybody's going to select Hamilton. So you select someone in F1, in someone in F2, in F3, in F1, and cards, and uh, the, the, the performance of your drivers in real life, every week, are indexed to your team score. And that's how your team grows. And that's how you can start to earn points and, 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 and win prizes. But the foundation of this really is to help people with their, with dream achieve their dream. And we start with motorsports simply because Julien is in a unique position right now to be the gateway between the old world and the new world. He managed kids from three years old up to, you know, 18 and, 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 and he bridged the, the gap between the existing F1 driver and the, and, and, and the up and coming F1 driver. And same thing in different disciplines. Charles Millesi is in WEC, endurance, and it's the same principle. He can of act as a gateway between these both worlds. And because of this, he's in a unique position to have the, the, the trust and the partnership of seven teams already. And, uh, and now, uh, every week, uh, we have a new team coming, asking to join the, the system. So that, that's, that's why uh, this is coming to life. It's because of that connection with Julien, because of his uh, immersion into that world of motorsport. In, in, on a daily basis, and he's, he's always on the ground, always on tracks, always, you know, with, with drivers, uh, and the vision to help anyone achieve their dream. Sorry for the long introduction, but I thought it was important to explain the foundation behind the project because it's not just about helping, you know, the successful guys, or <laughs> which are already successful, succeed more. It's about helping the other guy uh, and putting the spotlight on them because of the successful guys. So that's the idea, really. So... Over in the United States here, NASCAR is much more popular than um, Formula One racing. So I have a couple questions just as far as how uh, the terminology works in in uh, Formula One racing. Now, they're not called drivers. They're called pilots, correct? Yep. Well, in France, we say pilots. Uh, I suppose in the UK, they say driver or racer. But yeah, exactly. Depends which Okay, all right, because when I think pilots, I think planes, so I was a little bit confused there. And with uh, Formula One, there is going to be different classifications, so there's F4, F3, F2, F1, and then there's also kart drivers. Now, is this uh, is that classified by age bracket, or is that classified by the size of the engine that they have in, the, in their car? It's, it's, it's really about the age. Uh... And of course, as as you as you move from uh, discipline to discipline, the engine becomes more and more powerful. But the karting, so it's a very good uh, question because we had that conversation today with one of the big guy in F1, Ralph Schumacher. He's the brother of, of Mike Schumacher. He was himself an F1 uh, champion, and uh, it's a live stream that we have on Twitch. So if you want to 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 access this, I'm going to publish this on Instagram um, and and LinkedIn later on. But anyway. I ask him that question. I say, so, so, how, so, how long it took you to go from car to F1? And he told me, well, he's German. He speaks a very strong German accent and so on. I say, well, uh, in my case, it was pretty long, uh, because it took me, I don't know how, how long it is. I don't remember how long he said, but it was a long time. And he said, but simply because 
I started count at one year old. There was a big silence. <laughs> what? How is that even physically possible? You know, to to start driving a car at one year old. But I mean, the, the Schumacher family in, in Europe is 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 and in F1 is is iconic. Um, so yeah, for, probably probably he started at one year old. But the point is, it's age and in the cards category, the answer that he asked today was, it can go up to ten years old, right? If if you haven't made it by ten years old, it's it's going to be difficult. That said. We've met another driver today, some, a guy called Louis Delatras. He started karts uh, at 10 years old, uh, and that didn't prevent him to become an F1 test driver and um, a reserve driver for one of the big F1 teams. So there are exceptions, of course, but generally it's about the age, and karting will probably stop at around 7, then you will move into F4, then F3, and then F2, and F1. And, and Théo Pourcher right now is the best example because he was 17 in F2, he's now 18, and he will probably be still 18 when he starts in F1, which will be uh, unique in history, basically. All right. So the way that you have it formatted for your league is basically you could buy one of four passes, right? And then what you end up doing is you would have your team of drivers and then you would select a driver for each category from F1 up to F4 and then carts, correct? That's pretty yep. much the layout. All right. So... Now, let's say, um, is, it, is it kind of just like a random draw of who you get as your F1 driver, or do you get a series of F1 drivers? So if, if like, ah. let's, say, let's say I have, uh, I, I get my, my series of drivers, do I have like a couple F1 drivers in case one's not doing well and I could substitute another one in as my starter? Exactly. So, um, so when you buy the pass, uh, it's like the, your starter kit, right? We, we equip you to be able to start playing the game, which is starting in March, because March is the, is the start of the, the F1 season. Uh, but things will happen between now and March, and I will explain in a minute. But when you buy your pass, you're equipped. You have four, uh, one, one in the next tier of your pass, and four in your existing tier, basically. So we, we give you an added value, if you like, within the pass. Um, these are randomly distributed. You know you get something of value, you just don't know who. Just like on NBA top shot, when you, when you, when you do some drops and you don't know what, you, what you're going to get in your pack. Um, from January onwards, we will start to uh, drop or sell uh, individual NFTs of drivers. So uh, if you bought the most expensive uh, pass, you will have 24 hours to buy uh, these drivers on, on a Monday. The next level will be able to do this on a Tuesday, the next level on a Wednesday, Thursday, and then the public will be able to do this on a Friday. So at this point, you get what, what and unfortunately, you get what, what's left. But this is your chance to, to complement your team with people that you believe in, right? So, um, you've heard about Theo Porcher and you probably want to have that guy in your team, uh, for F2 this year. You probably want to wait, uh, January or February to be able to buy Theo Porcher. If you want Theo Porcher, absolutely. And if you know that guy, but um, it will be uh, initially cheaper to buy the pass, whatever the tier, whatever whether it's the rookie tier or the legend tier, it's going to be cheaper given what's in, inside the pass than to wait and buy individually when we start the game. But you will then have more control in your selection of drivers uh, when we start the game. Okay, that's pretty cool. Um, what are some of the professionals that you have lined up in order to represent the product? So first, I, I want to say that we start with single seater. So F1 category is called single seater, but uh, we, we already have on the roadmap to extend to uh, IndyCar, for instance, Formula E. Uh, not yet NASCAR, but, but this is in, in conversation. But of course, we will be looking at uh, US leagues, of course. So uh, which professional do we have right now? Uh, the key, I, I suppose, are the seven teams that have already partnered with us. Um, I'm going to mention two because they are iconic. The first one is Art Grand Prix. So why it's an important team? Because that's basically the team that has had uh, the, the most world champion ever in history. So they had Hamilton. Uh, they have now, uh, they had, sorry, uh, Leclerc, uh, Bottas, Verstappen. So all of these names that you know from Netflix Drive to Survive, they went through Art Grand Prix. And Art Grand Prix is uh, an F2 team just before F1. Why we have Art Grand Prix? Simply because Julien now works with Art Grand Prix. So Julien bridged the gap between the young kids and people coming to F2. 
and uh, he, he, he almost acted as a scout. So because of that relationship, we, it took him to, 10 years to build. Right? It's not something that happened overnight. He has the trust of Art Grand Prix. Art, Art Grand Prix believe in the project and this vision to help um, the discipline develop and, and help young people achieve their dream and so on. So they believe, they believe in that story. And therefore, there is an exclusive partnership with us, which grants us access to the content of all of the drivers that they had through their lifetime, including Hamilton and so on. And this is unique because if you want today to create what we create, <laughs> You will have to go to Mercedes, uh, negotiate uh, the rights to be able to uh, use the IP, not use the IP, but uh, monetize the IP through NFTs. And you will be in competition with, uh, I don't know how many companies and projects. And uh, your chance of success is probably going to be close to zero. Um, so we've managed to avoid that problem by working directly with Art Grand Prix that already own the content of these guys. So Art Grand Prix is one, is one example. I think in their roster, they have, I don't know how many drivers, like something like 18 or, or 20, I forgot. It's, it's on their website or in the hall, in the hall of fame. You can see all of the names they have, but basically the best in the world. WRT is another team that's the equivalent of Art Grand Prix, but in the endurance championship. So Le Mans, uh, Le Mans 24 of Le Mans. And again, these guys, this, that team, sorry, they have about 18 drivers. They own the rights. We can monetize these rights and create NFTs from this, from this content. It's the same principle, but it's, it's a, a different league. And then on occasion, we, we treat directly with, uh, with drivers. Uh, we de la trace, for instance, is one of them. I had a live stream with him today. Um, so it varies, but most of the time it's going to be through the teams. And right now we have seven teams. Um, I'm not sure you know the name of all of them, but if I if I mention Alpine, for instance, this is one of them, or US Racing. US Racing is the team owned by Ralf Schumacher uh, and uh, Gerhard Ungart. So that's another team that we have. In total, it's about, I would say, close to 50 drivers to start with. Um, and I'm not talking about CART because CART is a, it's a huge roster of, of people. It's like hundreds of people. What type of value do you offer to your holders outside of the NFT itself? Do they get uh, okay. any sort of meet and greets with racers? Do they get, um, you know, tickets to events or anything that like this? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So it was uh, Julien's uh, point to uh, connect uh, the NFT world with the reality of motorsport. So depending on the pass you buy, Let's let's start with the the one at uh, twenty. It's, uh, it's of course this is of course going to be impressive because it's expensive. But basically, the cost of the of the pass is basically the, the it's close to the cost we have to pay the expenses. So one of the experience is uh, you will have a couple of days uh, immersion into a Grand Prix uh, in the paddock, a VIP treatments all inclusive. And during that time, you will be able to meet an F1 driver and, uh, and ask him questions and, and yeah, live, live its life, his life for, for, for an hour or two. So that's, that's one of the, of the, of the, of the experiential thing that we propose. Um, you can also, uh, substitute this with, um, the ability to put your name or your avatar or your NFT on an, a Formula 2 car. Um, so this will be visible uh, on TV during the races and so on. That is super expensive and, and it's possible because Julien can manage this type of sponsorship. And or if you don't want to do this and you would rather spend some time in a, in a luxury environment and, uh, and enjoy uh, a more intimate relationship with a driver, an F2 driver, we uh, plan to organize um, a three days immersion uh, in the racing heritage of Maserati uh, at Modena in Italy. So it's going to be... Uh, uh, well, really, in reality, two days on, on, on location with um, a sport experience on the track because they have their own track where they, 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 they race uh, the Maserati Gran Turismo and the MC20 and all of these, of these cars, but also a visit of the, um, uh, of the manufacturing center, the production center, which is, which is mind-blowing. It's really an experience to see. Um, so that's going to be an alternative if you do not want to do the paddock and so on. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, um, uh, we, for that tier, we organize uh, every year uh, a party. And there is something that I've discovered because of Julien, which is quite amazing. Um, there will be a party at Monaco, of course. What's interesting is, uh, on the Friday night, they actually 
for the people which are part of the party, they actually open the track. So, so the, the track become a nightclub basically. And, uh, and you, and you can mingle around the, you know, the drivers and team manager and, and whoever is invited to that party. So that's going to be, um, part of the, of the legend, legend Um, and then there are some uh, stuff which are uh, utility stuff to play the game, to, to, to be able to, to play the game better, which uh, I'm not going to cover in detail because at this point it's, it's too much detail, but that's going to be on top of, of these things. So that's for the most expensive uh, tier. The one before that, you will have the ability to buy a ticket to join the, the party in Monaco instead of getting the party to Monaco. You will be able to put your name on an Africa uh, or your avatar or whatever message you want to put. Um, and, um, and, and all of the benefits to, to play the game. There is one benefit which is common across all of the, of, of the passes, which is important to, um, to mention, which is this. We, we've looked at NBA Top Shot. We've looked at, uh, Rev Racing at F1 Delta Time. We look at Sorare, uh, the French company, which is behind this fantasy league for foot, for football, for soccer. Uh, they just raised a half a billion dollars a month ago, these guys. And we thought that something was missing, you know. It's, it's, it's still a passive experience. You, and, and motorsport is so active. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's visceral. It's, it's, it's pure adrenaline. So we thought, you know what? It, it's, we need something which is a bit more active. So we've decided to connect the, the, the fantasy league to a sim racing league. So if you really like driving and racing, which I don't think is going to be the case, uh, for, for, for this audience. But if you, if you are into motorsport, you can actually join the, the eSport League, the Sim Racing League, race online and substitute one of your drivers with yourself, which means the point you make by racing online benefits your team and you actually become part of, of your team. And if you're good, you will be, you will be able to mint yourself. So I'm, I'm mentioning this because the, one of the benefits common across all of the passes, the four tier of the passes, is the ability to join the league. And it's going to be only 10,000 racers or pilots or drivers, uh, no more, forever. So if you want to join the league later on, you will have to buy the pass from someone else, basically. That's the, that's the point I'm making. And this is all across uh, the tier, right? Whatever the tier you, you, you get, you will be able to access the, the sport league. So yes, these are the benefits. That, uh, so it's, it's a mix of experiential, experiential stuff. It's a mix of bragging rights, showing your name on the car. It's a mix of meeting with F1 drivers, F2 drivers, or having a, you know, a couple of these immersion into the, the heritage of, of racing with Maserati. We, we decided to choose Maserati because Maserati has a very strong history for racing, but is not active on the circuit right now, which, which makes them neutral, which, you know, we don't favor anybody. We don't favor Mercedes or, or, or Audi or whatever. We, so Maserati, Maserati is, is unique in that sense because they have, it's, it's purely about racing their heritage, but they are not involved right now. So it makes them the perfect partner for, for this. But yeah, that's the, the example of expense and, and benefit that we will provide. So I, I really, when I first was looking at the website and I saw that you were, the one pass was 20 ETH, um, it did concern me a bit. And then I started researching a little bit more at the Formula One and I realized how large it actually is. Because in the United States, NASCAR is really the uh, the more sought after sport, but globally, Formula One is gigantic, and I I, I had absolutely no idea how huge it was. I mean, uh, it said fifty million viewers per year watch F one, and I had absolutely no clue. So, is your is your target demographic going to be um, more of the high end um, investor, or are you looking for um, investors straight across the board people that are looking to just maybe experiment in it or are you trying to go more people that are going to want to actually invest in these uh titanium passes i, I would say across the board but i think to reply to the question the best answer is to explain what's the value for for uh people participating in the game what what they're going to get how can they actually create value and get more value out of it so i think that there are three ways um and it, I think it will concern three types of audiences. So the first one is, um, if, if you really are, you are in, into motorsports and, and you, you love motorsport and we, we will come to IndyCar and NASCAR at some point. We know in this IndyCar for sure next year and NASCAR probably the, the year after. But anyway, 
then the value you get is by being good in the game and scouting the right guy, getting getting uh, your your team up in the leaderboard, and having a chance to win the prizes. So we're going to allocate if prizes and, and NFT prizes uh, weekly and yearly. So that's 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 the first value you're going to get by playing the game. Uh, some of, of of the audience will will actually not care about this so much. Um, and in the game, there is something that is going to be co- almost like an NBA Top Shot collectible. Let me explain that for a minute. The idea is that the drivers are going to drop their private content. Why? Because private content is going to be mapped with a skill uh, of the driver in the game. So if you buy the content of a driver training in the fitness center, this will increase his uh, uh, resilience, for instance. If you buy private content of a driver in a, let's say, in a social setting, it will increase his confidence level, maybe. So uh, it's okay for the game, but it's also a collectible because one of one of the things that you could buy is um, an audio file or video file of a driver explaining what he was thinking, what he was feeling when he won a specific race. So in the world of F1, for instance, there is a moment this year where Hamilton was last at the Grand Prix. And he managed to go from last to third place. What was he thinking? What was his thought process? You know, how, how could he pull that off? What, and what was the emotion around this? If he dropped that and you, you own that, you are the only one in the world to have access to that emotion, that thought or whatever he's going to say. This is unique. So we believe that there, there is a part of the audience that will want to do this for the collection, for the collectible sort of thing. If you do this for the game side of thing, you could probably also uh, get value from it by holding your your cards with your drivers and then selling your drivers on the marketplace because of course they are going to be limited edition and if Theo Porcher performs very well, the market will determine the price of Theo Porcher and you will be able to sell your Theo Porcher card. So that's that's the other way to make money. And um, and then of course uh, the, the prices that you could get from playing the game. So to reply to your question. Um, I believe we will attract different audiences. I think the 20 if uh, uh, type audiences will probably either want to enjoy the experience that is, is, is coming with the pass. So the, the, the paddock experience or the massage experience, they, they, they cost a lot of money. So, so there is little margin uh, on this one for us. Um, the audience that really want to play the game will probably want to secure you know, the rookie pass or the confirm pass. And, uh, and, and the audience which is in between, you know, they want to be able to have a some some form of collectible and 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 uh, and and experience and so on will probably choose the veteran pass. So I suppose we cater to these three three type of audiences. So are you going to have one uh, total leaderboard for people as far as who's the leader, or are you going to split it into like groups or divisions, and then at the end have the champions compete against each other to see who the winner is? Uh, we have to separate by uh, by tier because. It will be unfair to uh, have a competition between someone with a, a Legion Pass that will have access to, you know, a Titanium uh, driver card uh, with someone in the rookie league or, or even someone in the public that didn't buy the pass. So it's going to be a it's going to be a tier by tier uh, championship, and the the prize pool will will be uh, matching the uh, the volume of, of of user in the rookie, in the in the confirmed, in the veteran Legion. That's the only way to make it fair. Otherwise, uh, you always give an unfair advantage to the legend owner, and that's that's no good. Yeah, that makes total sense. Uh, do you have any plans to do anything like uh, community building events where you have maybe streams of races like Monaco or the Indy 500 or Le Mans, and uh, maybe have some sort of party on the website that everybody could come in and have like a community building project together? Absolutely. That that's my that's my uh, that's my dream. If we could get the community involved in creating this, if we if we could play with the community, that that would be my uh, that would be my biggest achievement. In fact, this is almost starting on the Discord um, now. It was it was very slow to start the Discord, and and over the last forty eight hours, it went to uh, I think now it's like four hundred or five hundred five hundred people. I didn't count yet, um, but people are now starting to make suggestions. Today, I had a, a almost a three hour AMA with. Um, Four early adopters, they really love the project, and uh, and they already gave us a recommendation for the for the sim racing, the esport league. 
say your choice of game. We, we recommend you do this, 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 this. Okay, so why don't you join the why don't you join the project? Why don't you take ownership of this this part of the of the game? Oh, yeah, let's 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 discuss that. So that's exactly what I want because we don't have answers to everything. Um, some of these guys in the audience they've been in in, in esports and and racing for like ten years. Julien is a motorsport expert, but he's not a sim racer expert. Of course, he knows because he's building simulators, right? But he doesn't do this day in day out. So, the the more um, uh, of that energy and 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 um, collaboration we can uh, we can we can have, I think the better for everybody. Absolutely. So, are we going to organize uh, live stream and events? Absolutely. Uh, in fact, this is off. But one of the benefits that I wanted to organize uh, uh, this year for the, the veteran pass was actually a massive party. Uh, there is a golf course to Monaco, um, a golf course with a huge uh, hotel, and I wanted to uh, kick off the you know the the, <laughs> the game with a, like a 200 type uh, people uh, in, invited party to just celebrate the launch of Antetem. It was it was too uh, it was too late to pull it off. It was of course it was too late. But uh, that's the kind of stuff I really want to uh, inject into into the brand. It's we have we enjoy, we have fun, we meet at at, at the Grand Prix if we can. If not, we're gonna find a way. In fact, the um, uh, the Legend Pass where you are invited to the paddock, you decide which Grand Prix. Right next year, we're gonna have 26 Grand Prix in 26 cities all over the world. So probably you will be able to find a location that you will be able to to attend. And um, and I wish I could do all of them. I don't think I would be able to do all of them. But as much as we can, getting the community engaged and 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 meeting, doing things together, that's that's in the DNA of the brand. Absolutely, yes. So uh, further down on the website, it says that you have a scouting portion and then you have a trade portion. So you're actually able to trade your avatars to other people um, and swap them and change your players on your team actively throughout the season. Correct. Absolutely. In fact, um, I don't know. I don't know if uh, it's interesting for, for for you guys, but we started this project by building a prototype on Flow uh, in January, February, March. Dapper Labs Flow, huh? and uh, and the first iteration of the platform was simply a marketplace where you would be able to collect the emotions of the driver. This is going to be including now in in, in the game, but that's how we started. So it was very close to NBA Top Shot, of course. Um, so the marketplace is, I would say, the, almost like the heart because you will own your 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 Theo for share cards. Uh, Theo will go to F1. You will want to sell this. You will go to the marketplace. Now the question becomes: Can you sell your Theo on OpenSea? Uh, originally, yes. The plan is to do this, but we've come across a new project called Kuruma, which uh, intend to become the OpenSea of the car world. Uh, it's it's founded by the um, uh, the co-founder of GT Channel. GT Channel is a YouTube NCM aggregator. They have something like one billion view per year uh, because they they work with like 300 channels, I think. Uh, and that guy is now trying to build the open sea of the car world, trying to get you know the manufacturers, uh, the professionals, the media, the brand, and so on in in something which is is going to be much more catered for that audience. So. We are we are talking with these guys so that you will also be able to um, uh, sell your pass on the, on on that platform and the the royalties if someone buy your pass or your NFTs down the line and forever um, you will still benefit which is not possible on OpenSea as soon as we move to OpenSea you know you you sold the the car has been sold the NFT has been sold that's it it's end of the game but if we work with platform like Kuruma and 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 we want to do this then then um, you will still have royalties uh, down the line uh, because we will have some better technical integration. So yes, sorry, I've kind of digressed on the on the question, but the marketplace is at the heart of this, and uh, it's it's uh, yeah, it's it's going to be uh, probably from uh, from from day one. Now, do you have a concern with people trading their uh, card packs back and forth in order to acquire different drivers because of Ethereum gas fees, or are you going to use the tradable assets that you have on the platform through a different type of blockchain like Polygon to cut down on the high gas fees? Because I, I think if you have it on ETH, it's going to kind of discourage people with trading back and forth with uh, the price of the cost to actually do any blockchain swaps. So the recommendation we had from, 
our technical advi advisors was to launch the pass cell on, on ETH um, immediately. In fact, on the 2nd of December, we are not going to do that. On the 2nd of December, we are just going to announce that we are live. We are going to clarify the roadmap, uh, when, what's going to happen when. And the first thing that's going to happen is a private sell because we've, we've, we've been asked to, uh, to kick off sales uh, anyway. So we, we will start a private sell. This will be in partnership with a company called Escaro, which is uh, specialized in building uh, escrow uh, type system uh, for crypto. And they work uh, with 50 cryptocurrencies. Uh, so uh, if Bitcoin, uh, Solana, you name it, uh, Binance stuff. So it's not just going to be if. But this is going to be a private sale between uh, between next week and, and the end of December, and then from January it's going to be a public sale. Same same tech same technology, same same um, allowance for cryptos, and then when we move to the um, uh, the launch of the main platform in March, uh, the plan is to use Polygon Chain two and uh, and to have uh, reduced fees. Um, there is a big debate right now uh, in, with the technical team whether we should um, have our own chain. Our own, our own private chain. Uh, so we, we have no issue with gas fees going forward. But of course, the issue with that is that you won't be able to sell stuff on OpenSea. So um, it's, it's in the air. They've, they've kind of guaranteed to us that if we go on our private chain, anywhere they are cross, uh, we can bridge with other chains and then, and, 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 and we'll be still be able to, uh, to allow people to uh, go and sell their stuff on OpenSea and so on. Um, yeah, but, but this is, uh, Right now, the plan is to work on Polygon and, um, and EPFS, uh, very traditional stuff, and to get the, the gas fee as low as possible. They are just concerned that the gas fee on Polygon may go up. That, that's why they've proposed this. So we will see. So what happens if you have your team set for the week? Is it uh, that, That's a question real quick. Is your team set, because um, you could do substitution, so is your team set at the beginning of the race week, and then you could do substitutions later on? Is it a daily reset that you could do? How how often can you do resets between your players and substitutions? So first, you need the wild card, um, and the wild card. I'm not going to be in huge supplies. <laughs> and if you do have a wild card, you will be able to um, uh, substitute uh, one or two or three divers. I mean, the the the, the largest wild card give you uh, up to five substitutions. So you will be able to change all of your drivers if you wanted to before a race uh, and and that's going to be as per how many wild card you have right so um i i don't think people will be able to change their drivers uh every week and i don't recommend this because getting it's about knowing your drivers it's about understanding um their performance how they they work with their cars what's happening in their life do they have any issue? Do they have any um, health issues? Do they have any? So you really want to 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 have that uh, intimacy. You want you really want to get into the drivers, so so you know that you you can count on him to perform. Because if you if you make too many substitutions, it's too much noise. It's too much too much work. In fact, I mean not too much work in the sense of um, uh, being lazy, but uh, so much parameters you will have to take into account, and the data will be in the platform. The data will be the platform. You 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 will be able to access the performance data of your of your drivers and information of your drivers inside of the platform. But now it's manageable because we have 50 drivers. But as we continue to uh, to grow and onboard people, it's going to be too difficult to chase uh, the new guy every week. So my recommendation anyway is not to do this too much. Is to 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 do your homework, scout your drivers. Change your drivers maybe uh, you know every every three months if, if if you want to if you're not happy, but but build a relationship. It, things take time to develop. They don't happen overnight. Uh, nobody was think no, but I will tell you a story which is interesting. Charles Milesi, the winner of the um, uh, endurance championship this year, world champion, winner of Le Mans, uh, three weeks ago was was completely under the radar of the media of of brands of of influencers. He, he, you would you would have met him in the street, but okay, it's just you know uh, someone. And uh, after the and nobody was counting on him to become a world champion. A uh, couple of weeks ago in uh, in Dubai, became world champion. <laughs> um, now Richard Mills uh, watches uh, sponsors from uh, from from there from there from there, and um, 
only you you would have uh, been able to capitalize on this if you were intimate with Charles Milesi, because then you would have known that Charles is actually a is actually a robot. The 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 guys the guy think acts with a velocity I've never seen in my life. But you you don't get that just by looking at him once. You know you need you need to get to know him. You need to follow his Instagram, his Twitter, watch him on YouTube, and so on. So develop a relationship with the driver, not just speculate. Um, I think is the best move for for the game. Yeah, because my biggest concern is you know what we have going on right now with COVID. If a driver was to get COVID, do you just end up leaving that spot empty, and then you could actually get hurt on the leaderboards? So that's why I was asking uh, about how the substitutions work, because you never know. You know, you're driving. Ah, in that, I see. Yeah. In that case, you're absolutely right. In that case, you have your wild card and use that wild card in 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 in, in that case. Um, in in the in the the rules of the game, we we kind of accommodate for this for this kind of let's call them exceptions. So if if a race is cancelled or race is postponed or a driver has a huge accident, so we we um, we do not penalize uh, the team for this kind of unforeseen circumstances. It's in the system already. Um, the COVID the COVID case uh, is a very good point. I need to check the rule where, how we handle this, but you, it, it will not force you to use a wild card for substitution in that case because it's unforeseen, it's under your control. It's, there's nothing you can do about it. So people are not going to be penalized for this type of events, for sure. Okay, well that's that's very good to know. Um, how did you come up with the name Anti Fame? Ah, <laughs> thank you for this one, because um, Anti Fame actually means. I mean, the meaning of this is the antechamber of success. The antechamber. The, this is the place where, where you go before you become famous. And in fact, this is the place where you should go as, as, a, as, a, as a player, as an investor, to find people that are on the verge of, of, of exploding in, in their life. Um, and and, and that, that's where you find them, you know? So we think that the name is, is good because it applies to the vision of, Helping everybody achieve their objective by by showing that they work hard for it. It's not just a motorsport thing, and it says what it is on the team. You know, it's it's the place where you can scout people that are on the verge of becoming, you know, at the top of their game. So the empty chamber of success. And of course, it's easy to confuse this with a uh, you know, anti fame. I'm against fame. Uh, we're not against fame. <laughs> But that's not what we are chasing here. What, what we are chasing here is, is to help people that want to get fame uh, by doing what they want to do and uh, by showing it to the world. Eventually down the line, do you think that you're going to incorporate maybe a native cryptocurrency to this and possibly add a gambling element into uh, the racing? I'm, I'm not sure about this. But what I can say is that there is on the roadmap um, a plan for a token. And that came uh, on the radar because of the conversation with the teams and the drivers. And let me explain to you. One thing that we, we've identified being a huge gap on the market um, is about sponsorship. And, and, and sponsorship could be uh, named NFTs. Let me explain that. When you race um, on a race day, if you want to sponsor a car or if you want to sell some 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 placement on your car, most of the time it's going to be a peer-to-peer type conversation. There is no marketplace. There is there is nowhere where you know, okay, this Mercedes car, this uh, uh, Renault car, whatever, there is some space available uh, for that race. You need to know the, the team owner, the, 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 the business development manager. You need to know people. Um, so it, it causes a problem for everybody because the, the team manager, the team owner, Damn, we have space available for this uh, for this race. The sponsor just uh, put out. We just can't sell it. It's it's lost opportunity. The sponsor, damn, I wanted to be on that race. Uh, I didn't know. So, if we introduce um, a token into the the system, uh, people will be able to people will be able to tokenize their um, placements on the car, on the on the. Um, on the helmet, on the glove, and so on. And the token could also be used in the game uh, as, as a currency, indeed. So I'm trying to answer your question at the same time. But that's how we see things develop. 
And uh, and in fact, when when we mention this to uh, our partners and the uh, investors and so on, everybody's telling us, "Why don't you just start with this?" You know, because uh, there is a there is clearly a gap in the market and so on and so on. We will do this, but step by step, because there are so many things uh, attached to this in terms of regulation, in terms of who could actually buy the token, in which country. We need to make things properly and uh, not hurry. So this will come, but uh, probably end of the 2022 or beginning of 2023. If anybody has any questions for Vincent, feel free to raise your hand. If you're in the speaker box, you can just shout it out. Um, I have some a couple more questions for you. Um, how long does a typical formula or cart season last? Um, it's about uh, it's running from March to uh, December, basically. So we have 26 races. Um, during the year. Okay. So I mean, in 2020, yeah. So after the first season that you have, um, what do you do in the interim from, uh, so once once the first season completes from March to December, what do you have to keep people involved from December to the following March when the next season starts? So um, between uh, January and March when the next season starts, we probably drop uh, new drivers um, and also something called a team manager. So a team manager is is a, a virtual uh, persona. Uh, they, they are team managers in, in our world of F1 famous ones like Toto Wolf, for instance. You, you probably have seen him on, on Drive to Survive. Um, we, we are going to create our own team manager simply to act as a booster for your team. And they will have their own history, their own metadata, their own capabilities. So uh, you will have also to screw these guys. And that's gonna, that's gonna, that will always happen between January and March. So basically, basically, January and March is the time for you to do your homework, to search the drivers that you want to keep, sell, uh, scout, and, 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 and buy, uh, and do the same thing for your team manager. Get ready. If you are also a participant of the sim racing in the eSports League, uh, then you have your qualification uh, season in March. You have your free practice in January. I'm sorry, in February. You have your in February. You have your qualification in January. You have your free practice. So you you, you are quite busy to prepare yourself for the next season, basically. And uh, and that's that's when most of the drops happen. That's that's the plan. Do you have any plans in the future to make some sort of metaverse or virtual reality racing? So somebody that has a personalized avatar could race against another person and you could have maybe just uh, people racing against people, whether it be to be on the leaderboards or just like free play, just, you know, I want to race this guy and we're just going to have a competition for today. I love that question. So, um, um, okay. The best way to answer this is uh, a news. First, the news. Uh, today, uh, we have we have uh, received the confirmation that uh, one of the director of engineering for uh, Meta, so ex Facebook, responsible for gaming, is going to join us as a board member. Um, so clearly, he he is at the heart of this right now. So is is the metaverse on the radar? Absolutely. Are we legitimate to build something right now? Absolutely not. <laughs> do we have, do we have the, the expertise and, and, the, and the, and the strategic advice to, uh, to build a plan? Yes. So this will come, but, uh, it will be irresponsible to say today we are going to build uh, something in the metaverse. It requires money, it requires time, and that's not the focus right now, but, but this, but we are ready for it. That's the first answer. The second answer, which is much more important, is Julien always has some great idea. And one of the ideas that he has is that for people that don't want to sim race, but still want to participate, uh, we can actually create AI model of your team, an AI model of your team. So we can combine, I mean, he can combine the performance of, of your driver, your selection in your team, to create something like a meta driver, which will act as an AI, which will drive in the sim racing game. So we will have a world where your team competes against other team in the sim racing game, and you will actually see your car driving. So that's that's on the radar. 
I don't know when that's going to come. It's going to be in 2022. I just don't know when because we have so many things to do before. But uh, that's that's one way to to um, merge, if you like, this idea of a metaverse with with AI. Originally on a, a platform which already exists, it's the same racing platform which is already used by millions of people. And maybe down the line, our own stuff, but, but this is not before 2023 or 2024. But for sure, we will have the, the right expertise in the business to um, to build that plan, yes. So it says that you could get bonus drops in order to um, increase your scores or boost your scores. Uh, how, how does that work exactly? That's the... So there is the team manager, which which acts as a booster. So it basically adds a coefficient to your team. Uh, they are rare. So so uh, yeah, you should be on the lookout when they <laughs> when we drop them, or when they are for sale on the marketplace. And then there is this concept of buying the private content of your drivers because a private content is mapped to a skill. A skill acts as a as a booster for for a race. So let let's say that uh, I'm going to use the same name again. I'm sorry, guys. I know you don't know him, but Theo. Let's say Theo drop content of him training in the fitness center. If you buy that uh, that NFT, it will give you a boost of uh, of resilience that you can apply only for one race. And maybe you want to do this when Theo underperform uh, in the last race. So you you want to help him, in fact. So you basically help him by buying his skills as an NFT, and that's going to boost your team score. All right, that's pretty cool. Now, I also saw that you're going to donate some of your proceeds to charity uh, based upon uh, community. They they get to vote on it. So some sort of governance token deal, I guess you would have uh, as far as with an NFT you own, right? So the community is going to decide what charities get donations. Is that how that's going to work? Or is it going to go towards designated charities? So we will probably have a, a list of potentials. There are a few on the radar. Um, one of one of them actually help people professionalize themselves for motorsport. So they, they help them become mechanic uh, or, uh, or working in marketing or whatever. So they help people develop their talents for the motorsport industry. So that's one, one on the radar. Um, we, we've been advised to also look at the big ones like the Trust Foundation, the Royal Foundation. Um, um, I'm actually an ex board member at the Royal Foundation, so I, I know their values and, and, and what they want to achieve. So it could be a good, a good match. But ultimately, the, the, the audience, the participant, will determine which uh, charity we go for. Uh, I, I hope that we go for a charity, which um, I think the first example is the best one, a charity that really help people transform themselves and do something, not necessarily in motorsports. It could be in, in, different, in, in a different sector, but that would be my, my, that would be my preference um, if, 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 if you were to go in that route. So we will have a list of charities and one of them is going to be that one. Okay. Um, what would make your project appeal to somebody that's not necessarily into motorsports? I, I think it's this, this growth curve where um, um, by owning an NFT of a driver and, 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 and holding that NFT, um, you will enjoy um, uh, a bigger slope that if you were uh, investing into someone which is already famous, but is is about to leave the circuit. So your 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 chance of uh, acceleration of of the value of your NFTs uh, is going to be much more interesting um, than than on any, any other platform because that's the foundation of the platform is is really to help you find out people on the verge of explosion but not yet there, and that's that's when you can maximize your gain. So. I think that's the first. Uh, that's the first thing. The second thing is this concept of collectibles of of private content from drivers. We will have contents through. Uh, I mean, uh, produced as NFTs of of moments in their life, of of uh, emotions, of thoughts that you will not see on other platforms. You will not see on Instagram. You will not be able to find on Twitter. It's going to be on on the time, and uh, that is. For the, the motorsport community, this is invaluable. Invaluable. 
And in fact, the, the way that this is going to be um, materialized is uh, we will actually display them into some holographic formats uh, inside of a holographic display. So you will also be able to put this in your house, on your table, or whatever, as, as a piece of art. And so I think that's also um, very interesting if you don't want to go into motorsport, but want to own a moment of history, which is going to be unseen or unheard of, uh, even if you're not into motorsport. So that's the second, I think, the second um, reason why this is interesting for someone not in the sector. And I think that's, uh, I think that's it. And then the third, the third one probably is this, the concept of Ante Fame, as I said in the introduction, is not designed for motorsports. It's it's we, we want to be able to um, uh, across uh, across industries. One of the sector I'm talking to right now uh, in Europe is the American football sector. I, I used to be an American American football player in the uh, so maybe maybe now most of you are are, you, are gonna love guys because American football in Europe and France is what. But yeah, I used to be an American football player in France in the. Uh, one of the league in France. I, I went to the national team. I, I've enjoyed my life as a, as a footballer. Uh, it was the best time in my life. And um, I want to help that sector, that community. In 2022, uh, there is a, a new European league, which is starting. It's called the EFL. And it's going to be the exact same principle. You know, we, we will head that league, put the spotlight on the players, some of these players will go into uh, NCA, some of these players will go into NFL because we, we do have European players in NFL. And uh, it's going to be um, a chance for us to implement the same principles in a different sector. So I would say if you don't like motorsport, you're not interested in, in holding collectibles of, of drivers or, 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 or having cars of drivers, Continue to follow the project because down the line, you may be surprised as we, we, we explore new sectors. And I think the next one will probably be American football because it's very close to my heart. That's really awesome. I was going to ask you if you're going to get involved with NASCAR, but I don't know how it works with licensing agreements and uh, sponsorships and all of that good stuff. But that's that's pretty awesome. Uh, I'm actually kind of surprised that you're into American football. Oh my God! <laughs> at so you know, at some point when you have a passion like this, like you know, at the core of your of your being, you know, you you start to dream. And in my case, I was dreaming. You know what? I'm gonna work so hard. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the NCAA. I'm gonna, and I'm gonna maybe make a living out of it. So I was super serious about it. Like uh, we had training four times a week, three hours every time, plus game on Sunday. I had I had my day job. I had you know, my, of course, my life, but I basically spend my time on the track, on the on the field, and and American football, it's a family, you know, it's it's the bonding is so strong because you you share some tough experiences and and that's how you you create the bonding, right? And uh, I really thought that would be my life, but I thought it would be my life too late because I was already close to being thirty. I'm I'm not I'm not that young anymore, and um, and uh, it, it's a dream, you know. It's a Come back to reality, you know, but still the the passion for the for the sport has has uh, stayed intact, and uh, and when I I decided to go with with Antefem with Julian January, in the back of my head I was thinking, you know what, we could probably apply this to other sector, and I I, I got in touch with my head coach, a guy that um, used to be a coach at Boys uh, uh, University, explaining the project, and uh, he told me, Vincent, this is perfect timing because next year we launched the European League, a uh, new European League for the NFL. And uh, there are a lot of crossovers between the American market and the European market. I mean, the American market could be interested to scout the next star from Europe coming to NFL. You know, who are they? Uh, and vice versa, you know, the, 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 the European, they want to invest into the star that is going to go into NFL. So you can see that even if it's not the NFL, it has potential to bridge gaps and to and to excite people, uh, and I think this is much needed in Europe because American football it's it's uh, it's on the radar, but not as much as it is in the US, of course, of course. So if we can help American football develop in Europe, then uh, I would be happy to have played my part you know, to contribute to a sport that I love. So yeah, yeah. The good thing too about NFTs now it's allowing people that are in sports that aren't really 
huge revenue streams to actually make a living doing what they're doing, such as like minor baseball players. These guys, they really don't get paid a lot of money. They put a lot of time and effort into it, and some of them never make it to the pro level. So I think what you're doing, especially with like the guys that are in the F4s and the cart leagues and stuff like that, you're giving them an opportunity to actually get their name out and, and give them uh, a chance to actually, you know, make a name for themselves. And that, that's pretty awesome right there. Like you're, you're really helping the little guy. And I, I have a, a lot of respect for that. I appreciate it. I think this is why the team, they've agreed to work with us. Because if, if we have approached this, uh, the other end of the spectrum, you know, uh, uh, you're collecting things from people already famous and, uh, and, and trying to maximize the value uh, by holding this forever. I think they would not have listened. I, I think they like this idea because it's almost like the metaphor is like, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to raise the sea and all the boat rise with us. But that only works if you get the superstars with you because the superstars, they are the sea and they raise everybody else. So it's an ecosystem and the game is to help the other guy uh, achieve what they want to achieve. But you need the, the support of the top guy because otherwise people don't come. You know, if you don't say that you have the top guy in F1, people will not, they're not going to be interested. We have to be realistic. So we've managed to, we've managed to achieve these two things at the same time. Usually they contradict and it's going to be a, a virtuous cycle. They will help the other guys, we will help them. And if they perform, which is, I think this is really the DNA of the project, if they perform, if they show consistency, if they, if they continue to believe and, and do what they said they're going to do, then their value will go up and they will be able to make a living from this. The dream is this, really, is that, yes, it works and they can uh, monetize not in, in, in a good way and finance their career. because And that's something that I didn't mention at the start, but it's super expensive. And maybe you don't know or maybe you know, but um, an F2 season, for instance, just before F1, cost a million dollars per year. A kart season, kart, uh, the, go, the karting, go-karts, uh, I think, in the U.S., um, if, probably you would have to invest $10,000 in the kart, and uh, then you have to go to the track, and, I mean, you will end up the year, you would have invested for your kids $50,000, $80,000 with no uh, chance of sponsorship because nobody wants to sponsor at this point. It's too, it's, it's too early. So, uh, yes, if we can achieve that, and, and it's a win-win because... Uh, the, 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 the participants get the value of the drivers because of the, the NFT collectible, because of the driver's card, because of the price they win, then we've achieved our mission. Absolutely. That's awesome. So we're getting towards the top of the hour. Uh, we're going to start wrapping things up here, Vincent. Um, you, have, you have your launch passes. They're going to be going on sale in two days, right? December 2nd? Well, on December 2nd, we will announce the plan. Uh, we will announce the timeline of, of the sequence of things. So the private sale will start next week. On the second of December, we just explain we just explain what's going to happen and, and 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 when. And and we do this on the second of December simply because of the Jeda Grand Prix, uh, which is a unique moment in 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 that motorsport uh, history. Uh, so that's the chance to do it. But the pr the private sale will start uh, the week after. So basically, from the uh, it's going to be the fee for the uh, yeah, the the sixth of December basically is going to start. Okay, is there any so we will. In oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Just to clarify that uh, the communication about this is going to be on the Discord or on the website and nowhere else, because we know how um, uh, risky it could be uh, with fake uh, Telegram account and so on. So, Discord or the website to keep in touch with the project and what's coming next and so on. And of course, joining the live stream, which I will post about on Twitter and Instagram and uh, and Discord. So you know, you know what's going on when. But these are going to be the two main uh, channels of, of communications. Excellent. Is there anything else that you want to tell our community before we uh, wrap this up? Well, I'm I'm really grateful to uh, to be here, guys, because that's the first time that I exposed the project really to the NFT community. Uh, we've been working hard for for this for about a year now, and um, I didn't have the chance yet to explain myself and what we want to achieve and. Uh, and, and also feel from your question where, where we should focus and, uh, and, and give clarity. So I'm super grateful about this. And, uh, well, I hope you, uh, you are interested. I hope it was interested for you. And uh, I'm always on Discord, always there for the, the AMS. So if you have any questions, just come and say hello and, uh, you know, we can continue the conversation. Absolutely. That sounds awesome. I appreciate your time and coming out and talking to us. Uh, 
Vincent's website is antifame.com, A-N-T-E-F-A-M-E.com. Um, really cool stuff. You're the first person I've seen or spoken to. And I speak to a lot of people on here that's that's doing a fantasy sim racing league. And um, I wish you the best of luck, man. It's a really unique idea and really kick-ass. And really looking forward to I appreciate what's going on in the future. I appreciate it. And also, don't be a stranger. Like we do, we do these AMAs Monday through Friday every week. So if you ever see uh, on Twitter here that uh, I'm hosting one, feel free to jump in and uh, you know come and talk to the community. Okay. Okay, you'll see me again. I'm gonna come now. Absolutely. We have a date. Yeah, we have cool. a date. Open invitation. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate you stopping by, and thank you very much. And uh, like I said, I wish you the best of luck. And uh, yeah, just keep on trucking, man. You you have a great thing going, and uh, congratulations. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. Thank you, everybody, for your time today, and see you soon. All right. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yes, bye-bye.